Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Great Quarter Gals. I'm Kaylee Nix here with Grace Sharkey, and holy cow, look at that snazzy new intro. So good. It's so good. I'm so happy. Our our creative team is so great over here. I'm excited to see their work. <laughs> Honestly, I, I can't thank them enough. From Caleb to Candy to everyone on our creative team, you guys just like deserve all the props in the world for this intro because... That is awesome. And the cover art and it's it's just great. It's great. Yeah, it's an it's an Instagram uh, account to follow, that's for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Everybody, thank you for joining us today on this episode of Great Quarter Gals. I'm Kaylee here in Chattanooga in Freight Alley. And Grace, you are actually in Las Vegas at the Manifest Conference. So let's start just chatting about that a little bit. How's how's your time in Vegas? Uh, well, first time I've been here. So for uh, 12 hours, I've been here. So it's been great so far. Uh, but I'm just so excited to to meet with a lot of uh, different supply chain investors, technology professionals, uh, logistics companies. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a panel on regulation and innovation uh, with Alliance Texas and PGT Trucking. Um, and we're going to be talking about really how do how do companies work with cities and infrastructure in building out innovation and testing and, and having a, a good ecosystem that's available to technology companies like, you know, Too Simple or, or Highland, who's trying to, you know, test autonomous vehicles in a safe environment. So it should be a really interesting panel. And, and Blythe is here as well, doing a great panel with, um, I want to say it's a plus and a couple of other autonomous vehicles as well. So I've got a couple of Freightways people in here that um, I'm excited to see and uh, excited to see us uh, interview some really interesting tech names out here in the space. I love that you're hosting that panel on that because I think too often we kind of shove off the fact that we're talking about all this innovation, but it has to be regulated in a way that makes it both efficient and equitable to all people, or else it's like, what's the point of even doing it, right? So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Yes. What are you most excited to bring to the forefront of this conversation with your panel? Well, I'm really excited to see how like Alliance Texas builds this type of safe ecosystem like how do you work with the community to know that ha that it's happening you know a lot of times we've read about it before you know a lot of people say they they want to be involved with it as a citizen i want to know that there's autonomous vehicles being tested on my roads and i think that's a completely fair and, and just thing to, to ask for so i'm excited to see how how cities are working with citizens and letting them know like hey this is what we're going to be doing and this is like this is how it's safe and how they're communicating that and then also on the other side it's like when when these trials are are effective and are efficient and they and they're working how how are they being followed through how mm. how do we know now, that's the thing with politics, right? Like you always have people in and out of their different seats. How do we know that this is going to continue to, uh, that innovation isn't going to die. It's going to continue to grow and, and be worth it and valued at the end of the day. So there's a couple of interesting side conversations we can get into as well. <laughs> yeah. And we can definitely kind of do a recap of your time at Manifest next week on our next episode. Maybe we can have Blythe back on as yes. well to talk about her experience later on as well. I'm excited that you get to do this in person because this is like a really, really big tech conference in person. And I know that Alan Adler, the print bureau chief, was at CES there in Vegas not too long ago. And, and it's just good to see that momentum of in-person conferences continue. 
Yeah. And, and the fact that they want freightways there, right? Like it, it, I think that's the fun part is like coming here. There's so many people that will come up to me and they're just like, they love what we're doing. And that's, that's what I really like the most is like, I don't like to say fans, but our readers, right? Like meeting them in person. And like, it's, it's just so funny to me that, that, you know, we have such an, a huge impact on this space and that they're excited to have us here and be a part of it. Absolutely. And excited to see what comes out of you being there. Right now, we're going to welcome our guest for the day. We have someone who is making moves here at FreightWave. She's one of our newer faces to the video team, and she's getting ready to drop a brand new show coming up pretty soon. Ingrid Brown was on FreightWaves Now with us, I'd say maybe about a month and a half ago, right before Christmas. And we are absolutely delighted to have her join us once again. Ingrid, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for bringing your bright and bubbly personality to freight waves just in general. I am so excited. And to be with you too. That's the cool part about it is, you know, when you get to be with ladies like you two, it makes the industry so much more fun. I mean, <laughs> hey, it's a girl's town. What can I say? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that's 100% no, the goal of our show, right? Is to kind of put all of this female power into this one space. And you're adding to the ranks of gals that are now on our FreightWaves airwaves. But you've also been behind the wheel of a truck now for the majority of your career. And let's talk a little bit about that, about how you got into driving and how you've made this your life and your livelihood and now a creative outlet for you here on FreightWaves. Well, I grew up in a large road construction company with my daddy. And of course, I keep telling him, or I did tell him, he passed in 15, that I was probably the boy he didn't have. And uh, so I learned to run heavy equipment and uh, drive trucks. So uh, when I got 18, I uh, actually got my first truck. I got a 79 Needle Nose Diamond Rio. I mean, what girl wants a truck for her 18th birthday? I mean, really, come on. And uh, I actually still have the truck. I, I still have my truck. It's in my garage. But uh, as it progressed on further and further, I knew that I loved the fact that I was traveling, pulling tankers and heavy equipment. And that really wasn't the really reason I wanted to do it. I love the people. I love meeting people, whether it was in small towns and restaurants and shippers and receivers. And I love to see the different parts of the country and how people lived. Uh, that's my passion. And that's what's kept me going for 42 years. So as it evolved, I chose to be diversified and I've hauled everything from cows to you name it. And my niche is produce. Uh, I love my reefer. Uh, I'm not hauling a car. I think y'all heard me say sometime that I'm not going to get on the top deck of a car because I'm going to fall out the window and my butt won't fill out the window. So, but anyway, I, you know, I got involved with Ellen Voya at Women in Trucking uh, and actually was sitting in the hallway whenever this whole idea of Women in Trucking came up. So I've been there since day one and I'm part of the inaugural image team and letting women know they can do what I do. Take this face away. I mean, literally, cover my face up. Anybody can do what I do. I've done nothing special. All I've done is my heart, my soul is in exactly what I do every day. 
I love that. And, you know, Women in Trucking was one of my first uh, conferences that I actually was able to attend. And, you know, you said it perfectly. A lot of times you think that you might be one of the only ones out there and then you get in a conference like that and you realize, oh, like all of us can do this and we're all powerful women in this space. So um, I love everything they do at, at WIT. And uh, speaking of meeting new people, how did you end up meeting Freightways? How did you get involved with Freightwaves and, and what got you uh, interested in, in being part of our all of our content? My being diversified is I don't stop at nothing. Um, I actually put myself through broker school in 2008 uh, through community college. I have, uh, of course, been an independent sole owned operator and have my own authority and that kind of thing. So I, I step over the edge quite often, sometimes <laughs> too much. But uh, I, I literally just, I'm like a sponge. Give me the information. Give me the outlets that have that information. And I don't go off opinions and I don't go off advice. I go off facts. If it's not a fact and somebody hasn't done it, I am probably the most hardest person to deal with because I don't want to know. Um, and Freightwaves has done exactly that. I have watched Freightwaves since Craig started it, day one. I've not stepped back away from it because it's educated me and I've been able to share that and to give that to other people for them to come to Freightwaves and to mentor through it and use it as a progression for people to succeed. So Ingrid, the last time we talked when you were on Freight Waves Now, we were just kind of tossing around the ideas behind America on 18 Wheels, which is now the show that you're going to start. You actually have a little bit of the first episode. I think it's getting ready to launch here fairly soon. We've got a little snippet of what you kind of shot for us to share with you today. And let's talk about how you're now providing this first person point of view. You are literally taking our viewers and our readers through what it is like to be a driver every single day moving through the roads of America. So let's talk about your first episode and what you've seen, what you've shot so far. Well, I have done two or three different ones, and I'm not real sure which one Mike and them are putting out. <laughs> and I'll go ahead and touch base with that. He and I just got on the phone a few minutes ago. Um, one of them is inclement weather. Uh, you know, look at 95 and everybody getting stuck on there and senators and it being up around DC, but look at the hundred car pileups, uh, look at drivers and, but look at individual motoring public, general motoring public that has no clue. They need a blanket and water and these items. And so I went from a first person, uh, deal of this is what you got to have, you know, because you got to survive. You may be stuck two days out there. Uh, and right now I'm in Minnesota and it was like minus 17 regular degrees. So I went that route of going all the way. I went to Cabela's people at Cabela's think I'm probably nuts, but that's okay. <laughs> I did not the kayak. And, uh, the other thing is, is safety. I'm a very big safety because I am FMCSA's the voice and face of safety. So if you see billboards and PSAs, but showing drivers and showing the public that we can utilize what's been given to us freely and materials through FMCSA to educate driving schools, to educate 
you know, those coming in at 16, 15, those that are older, like some people we know that need to be reminded. Um, listen, I have come up with stuff that I just love to share what a lot of people don't get to get out and see in this country. So many people don't get to travel like I do and see these small places like Hot Springs out in Hot Springs, Idaho, and uh, be able to pull up in a tractor and trailer and walk out the back door and get in the Hot Springs, or the small mom and pop uh, and, and us supporting them, especially in small business now, um, all the way to the to the large companies and working with people like Bolo. I mean, I've got like this connection with them of, of you know, so there's so many areas, uh, the OEMs, it, it almost blows my mind. It really does that I get to honestly share what I've done for 42 years and bring to people who may never be able to do that, but more so bring to people that, they can understand that they can do this at 1840, empty nest, widow, widower. It doesn't matter. You can come into the industry. Tell me a little bit more about this stroll through Cabela's. Um, we actually have one location, I think, left here in Michigan that's pretty huge. But I, yeah, dive into that a little bit more for me. <laughs> <laughs> well... I happened just to park at Cabela's and walk in. And uh, first time I ever used a selfie stick, by the way. So that was like I got it about 15 times. And uh, I found cool things that I even made purchases of. But, you know, you can go through there just like you can Walmart, just like you can so many truck stops that you can find things that we need in inclement weather. And... They were just like <laughs> a great place. And I was like a kid in a candy store. And I'm like, even girls love camo. So, you know, fluorescent <laughs> and stuff. So, yeah, I wanted to play with the polar bear that really wasn't real. But they were <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's it's, and that's, that's awesome to see you there. And thinking about those resources for things that you got to have when the weather gets bad. If you had to pick, Ingrid, what do you think is like the one most essential thing to carry in your truck in times of emergency? Like, what do you have to have if you could only pick one thing? In today's time, before I would have said water, okay? But in today's time, and a battery pack. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I can dial 911. I can get help for myself. I can get help for somebody else. I can tell you where I'm at. And a reflect some type of reflective gear, um, so that I can be located, but also so somebody doesn't just like run over me and pancake me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, can you like, give any advice to maybe young women who are looking to go into the space? Especially, you know, we're opening up driving to to younger adults, right? So, if there's you know a girl that's just graduating from high school and thinking about, you know, we're having supply chain issues. How can I help? What advice would you give them in uh, joining the trucking industry? The being totally honest, you'll find that, and especially through my show and of most people that know me, I am brutally honest. You know, 
it's not a life for everybody. You're not going to see your mama and daddy whenever you want to. You're going to miss a whole lot of things in life. So bringing the true reality of it, but also the fact that it's a career. It's a career you can make for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter. I mean, yes, it's some college is great. Okay. My dad made me do that. And uh, <laughs> I still drove up in. Uh, but, you know, it, it's something that you can, you can progress to. Look where I'm at. I would have never made it in this day and time with the way things are if I had not kept at it and stayed at it. You know, all the horror stories, you know, they only happen if you put yourself in those positions for them to happen. Mm-hmm. So you learn to protect yourself as a woman. You learn how to, what to work with, how to work with. But the biggest thing is you can do anything you want to do and make such a good income. I mean, the income is I'm building a new house. It's, it's Congratulations. Great. <laughs> it is such a way to set yourself up for success in kind of an unorthodox one, but one that is super great nevertheless. And as you know, you said, you just mentioned you're building yourself a new house. Congrats on that, as Grace said. And let's look to the future a little bit as we're getting 2022 started. We're about a month in now. What's your big goal for the year, whether that be in your career or your content creation or your life here with Bright Waves? What do you really want to accomplish this year? I took a huge leap in 2021. I had some problems with my 2017 truck, so I sold it. And I put my authority on hold and I became a a company driver for Trello. I miss being my independent owner operator because I love how fast paced and my own grade and doing my invoice. I, I, I just love that and the success of that. So 2022, I honestly think it might bring another truck to Roland B LLC. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to promise that. Uh, but my biggest thing right now is I'm seeing that I can share more with others. And thank you to Freightways for that. And my whole life is I'd rather give than receive. So being able to share that means more to me than a new truck. Um, And that's my goal for 2022 is to get that word out about anybody can do it. You can succeed, but better yet, there's so many awesome people and so many little bitty places stuck back and you would never believe (laughs) that most people probably won't ever see in their life. Well, a new truck, probably reefer maybe attached to it, but we also have the new show. So tell us a little bit about it and what we can expect from it. America on 18 wheels. It was, uh, it threw, threw around a lot of, of, of names, of course. And, and they were like, you guys know how that goes. Um, but what better way to say America on 18 wheels? Because this is about America. Mm-hmm. This is what 18 wheels brings and makes uh, for America. So uh, we're going to be doing an article a week. We're going to be doing a 30 minute uh, video show. Some of that may be live and some of that may be pre-recorded, depending upon where I'm at, that kind of thing. But I want to touch all the bases that don't just apply to drivers. Uh, I love the driver platform of this. Uh, but at the same time, I want brokers and carriers and receivers and shippers and general public 
to know what what would what do we do? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want them just assuming. I want them to know what we do. And at the end of the day, each, each piece of that touches the supply chain. So it's incredibly crucial. Ingrid, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for just like I said, your positive attitude and your incredible personality. We are so excited to see where you go with this platform on Freight Waves and maybe where you go in a new truck this year. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, I have to say, I love this. This right here is just amazing being with you too, <laughs> because it's like the girls. And I, I just love it. Um, I can't say thank you enough. And I can't say thank you enough for Freight Waves for giving this to me. Um, you guys, you girls, keep it up. <laughs> we'll keep talk to up. you soon, thank Ingrid. You. Girls rule, boys drool. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have a great day. Amazing. I absolutely love to see that. And as soon as America on 18 Wheels comes out, I'm sure it will be up on all of our sites, on all of our streaming and on demand on tv.freightwaves.com, as is the rest of our content. Make sure you go follow Ingrid on Twitter as well. She's she's pretty active there and on LinkedIn. Grace, that was a great interview and I'm so glad that she was able to join us. Before we go today, of course, we've got to touch on a little bit of the finance side. We've got an article up to discuss today, a little bit of some information from Deloitte thinking 2022, the year of the retail reset. I, I think I'm on their vibe of saying, yeah, I think that things are going to be different this year. Definitely. Uh, and, uh, you know, everyone go check out Jack Dalio's article, another chef's kiss uh editorial team member that we have and um i really like what he touched on in here because there's specific areas that they're looking at one visibility right and we've Mm -hmm. talked about this before but more of being proactive right how can we make sure that um when we are in our carts or we're trying to buy certain items you know that that period between when we click yes to buy and that um, you know, shipments in the mail, what's happening in between? When is the warehouse going to get the way, the wish list items that we're hoping to get? So um, I'd love to see how that becomes more um, uh, impacted over this next year. And the huge one, and this is actually to um, call out point of sale this week is what we talked about in this episode is uh, warehouse automation. Now, how are we deploying that? Just like every other space um, in supply chain, people are struggling to find employees, um, whether it's in the stores or right there in the warehouse, they can't find them. So a lot of companies are now investing in automation within their warehouses, not just their point of sale type of technologies. And what's interesting, and you can check out the point of sale episode, is they're actually um, having issues with being able to deploy robotics fast enough to keep Mm -hmm. up with this wave. So um, that's a huge area that he touches on as well. Um, And the last really is just that that data sharing, too, which, you know, I think that's probably going to be the easiest one for us to get through because everyone is kind of on this, okay, if we contribute and share together, we can actually get more accomplished. Um, But... You know, it touches on a lot of great pieces that I think a lot of people aren't expecting just because retail is having a great year and because we're able to, you know, e-commerce is able to grow like it has um, doesn't mean we're all going to be able to get what we want whenever we want it. So how are we going to improve this year and what's the overall outlook is what he focused on and, and dives into. My favorite little nugget in this is the idea of social commerce and now more brands and even smaller brands using social media as direct shopping channels for 
their e-commerce business, thinking specifically of like Instagram. Now you have the shop tab. You can go directly yes. to somebody's shop, whether that's a Shopify or an Etsy or et cetera, their own private fulfillment. And you can really find that. And I think that is huge for this industry because it makes it, like I mentioned before, bringing it full circle, accessible to those smaller groups and those smaller businesses. So go and check that out. You can find that, as Grace mentioned, from Jack DeLeo on FreightWaves.com. Grace, you got point of sale tomorrow. You mentioned that little plug. We got a few seconds. What else are you talking about tomorrow on the show? Uh, so we're diving into that. And we're also diving into an update on Gaddick and what they've been doing this past year and what they expect to see out of this new year and how they're working with um, the alliance in Texas that I'm actually going to be talking to during this uh, manifest uh time. So it's it's all full circle this week for us. All the content works together. We got really creative that way. <laughs> I love it. And that, that's exactly how it should be, right? Our, our supply chain is circular. Our ecosystem is circular. Our content should be too. Thank you guys for joining us today for Great Quarter Gals. Grace, have a great time in Vegas. We'll catch you next week.